Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Today I'm going to update you all where we are on our financial independence journey, our financial freedom journey. As some of you know, if you've been following me on the YouTube channel, if you don't, if you haven't, just go type Habesha Finance on in YouTube and you'll see me on there and see what I look like. Yep, I'm right there on the on the YouTube channel. And, you know, make sure you subscribe. I, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, we actually been in the process of buying a house uh, almost for the last I would say six months. It's been that long. Ever since uh, we started getting toward that debt-free status, we started looking for a home. And so today's episode is just going to be like a quick shot and a quick tips for you um, who may be out there uh, looking to buy a home, buy a house, buy a condominium, buy a townhome, just to kind of give you some good guidelines in terms of what we have experienced and what you should definitely do in terms of when you know when you're ready to buy a house. One of the big goals that we had was to save 20% for our house. And, you know, we really, really were intent on having this 20% down payment because we wanted to avoid PMI. And you might ask, what is PMI? PMI is private mortgage insurance. And this is basically what a lot of the banks and lenders charge you if you do not have at least 20% of your mortgage. Now, if you join the Habesha Finance Facebook group, um, there are a lot of people there who are providing good knowledge and good education. And if you qualify with your income, you can actually avoid PMI through certain types of programs where you may not have 20%, but you could have a mortgage without PMI depending on your income. So definitely join the Facebook group, a quick plug for that. So that way you get a lot of good information from people out there who are just on the same journey as you and me, trying to get to that status of being financially independent. And so the first recommendation is to have 20% for your down payment. Like that goes without saying. If you don't, I mean, 10% is okay, it's not ideal, but I really, really encourage you all to have 20% for your down payment. And then the next is to make sure that your monthly mortgage is not more than 20 to 25% of your take-home pay. Why is that? Because once you once you break away from having a mortgage higher than 25%, you're not able to save for your children's college funds. You're not able to take vacations that you would otherwise want to and and do it without the financial stress. And then another thing is you can't really save for retirement. I mean, obviously, that's one of the big parts of your financial stability is to save and invest for the future, right? As we've been talking about on this podcast and on the blog and on YouTube everywhere, it's important that you don't have too much house. All right. Does that make sense? Don't buy too much house. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I'm sorry. The math doesn't lie. And then what kind of mortgage do you want? I lean toward having a 15 year mortgage. Bottom line, it's the fastest and quickest way for you to be able to own your home, pay it off. But I understand if some of you want a 30-year mortgage to just have smaller payments on a house that you really, really like. But I'm going to say 
do your best to get a 15-year mortgage. So you couple that with having you know, a mortgage that's not more than 20-25% of your monthly pay and then also make sure that you have 20% down. If you can do those three things financially with a home, then you will win. Like there is no doubt that you will win because you don't have a house payment that's too much for you to bear or too much for your family to bear. So I definitely recommend those three things, right? And then the next thing is about location. Make sure that you understand the location of the home that you're buying. Like one thing a lot of people do is they end up buying in a place that's not really safe or it's there's not really a place where, you know, there's a YMCA or there's a park or there's a mall or, you know, they're buying in places where the real estate around it, right, around the home is not really doing very well. What you want to understand is check the location around you, drive around, Check out Google Maps and see what's surrounding the neighborhood. You really want to make sure that you're in a good location in the event that you may want to sell later. Definitely make sure that you have a good location of the home that you're going to be buying in. Another point that I want to make, you know, the house that we're moving toward has an HOA. And that HOA comes with amenities like a pool and a playground for the kids. And these are some things that you may have or you may not have, right? But one thing our real estate agent said was communities that have an HOA tend to be a lot nicer, look nicer, are more well-kept than communities that don't have an HOA. And that's not an absolute statement, but what that means is if you move into an area that has an HOA, you can be rest assured, most likely it's going to be a really well-kept area. Um, And that's just something to think about. You don't have to have a home with an HOA that's not mandatory. It, It is something that could be a plus for you. Definitely understand what kind of home that you're moving into. All right, the next thing about buying a house is to list down what you're looking for. My wife and I, we wanted a house with a basement. We wanted a subdivision that had sidewalks. So if we go walking or whatever, we have a safe way to be able to move around the neighborhood with our kids. Another thing about the house, we wanted somewhat of a leveled backyard. Why? So we can go out there and play with our kids and have fun. This was very important to us. So some of those things that you don't realize are important become important. Do you have an open floor plan, right? Is the master room on the same floor as the kids' room? You know, some of those things that you want to have on your checklist just in case you never know. Some of these things you need to consider that you may not consider right off the bat. And that's why it's good to look at various layouts for different homes because you get ideas from this house and this house and that house and you slowly begin to see exactly what kind of house that you want. And then it's okay to look at more than one house. In fact, I recommend you look at five, six, seven, eight houses before you settle on one because the first house you see you're going to love it. You may enjoy it. You may really, really, you know, develop a, a strong bond with it. But guess what? That's probably not going to be the house that you end up buying. So make sure you also understand that don't just settle for the first house you see. You know, there are extenuating circumstances. There are exceptions to this. But what we've learned is there are plenty of homes out there that we could have bought. But what we realized was we needed to find a house that had, you know, some of the basics of what we were looking for. It was important for us not to get too detailed or else, you know, we would never find our home. In that case, we would have to build our own home. And in order for us to do that, you know, we would have to buy land and just make sure that we committed to that process of 
building for the long term. I'm talking about one year, two year, three years. And, you know, we've already been in this process of trying to buy a house for six months to about eight months right now. So for us, we had to be a little bit flexible in terms of, you know, what kind of house we wanted. Now, these are just some things to consider. I'm not going to get into like the top 10 tips when you're buying your first home. I think I'll do that. I'll do an episode like that after we get through this home buying process because it's very tedious. And there's even more lessons that I'm learning than we're learning as we get closer and closer to the closing date. So that's going to be it for this episode for today. I hope you all have a wonderful and purposeful week. Thank you.